There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Can we gain insight into our futures? Could getting in touch with the supernatural help us to answer some of our deepest questions? Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and this week we're talking all about divination. Divination, from the Latin word divinare, to foresee, to foretell, to predict, to prophesize, is the attempt to gain insight into a question or a situation. Now, this has been used in various forms in all civilizations, both ancient and modern, for hundreds of years throughout history, where those who are seen as oracles read signs, events, omens, or contacted supernatural energies. For example, in ancient Greece, both oracles and seers practiced divination. Oracles were the conduits for the gods on earth, and their prophecies were understood to be the will of the gods. But because of their high demand, they were not the main source of divination. Seers were not in direct contact with the gods. Instead, they interpreted the signs provided by the gods. There were more seers than oracles and used many, many methods to translate the gods' signs, including haruspiki, the inspection of entrails of sacrificed animals. Ugh. Seers often had to perform several sacrifices in order to get the most consistent answers, whereas oracles could answer more generalized questions. During battles, generals would frequently ask seers to predict the outcome at both the campground through a process called hyria, which involved the seer slaughtering a sheep and then examining its liver for answers. Imagine going into battle and, and organizing your whole battle plan around the entrails of a sheep. Incredible! When two armies prepared for battle against each other, generals would ask seers, again through a process called svasia, which involved killing a young female goat by slitting its throat and noting the animal's last movements and blood flow. Neither force would advance until the seer revealed appropriate omens. Maybe we could do with that in our government at the moment. So, what do I think to divination? Well, I have to say, I was very sceptical when it came to divination. I remember the first time I saw a woman use a pendulum and I watched in amusement and I have to say I did laugh under my breath, not rudely, she didn't see me, as I saw her quite obviously moving her hand, well her arm actually, back and forth, back and forth, give me a yes, you know, and she'd be moving 
it. And I was like, oh, for goodness sake, you're obviously influencing the crystal. Then, of course, the first time I witnessed the dousing rods, oh, again, my lip curled, I chortled to myself. This surely, I, I was scoffing again at, at our own human body, you know, our own arm, our own hand was making these tools move, not a spirit working the rods, surely. I then tried my hand at tea leaf reading, and this, I have to say, I didn't scoff at, as I found um, that I had a natural ability to read the leaves. And I remember the first time that I turned a teacup over, my grandmother used to do this, and I was fascinated by it, and then my mum used to do it. And friends, you know, my mum's friends and my grandmother all sit round, and, and we'd do this tea leaf reading, and I remember being absolutely fascinated by it. Anyway, I remember it had to be your teacup and it had to be loose leaf tea. And you'd have some loose leaf tea leaves at the bottom of the teacup. And then you'd flip the teacup over in the saucer and you'd turn it. I can't remember which direction. I think it was three times, I think, in a, in a clockwise direction. And I think you hold the teacup and saucer in proximity to your heart. I, again, I'm no expert on tea leaf reading, I can say. I've had a go at it and I absolutely loved it. But I remember time and time again, I would turn the, the cup over and instantly I could see all these amazing letters and shapes. And I then could put something together and make some sort of, I don't, not a story, but something that meant something to the sitter. So I, I, I actually felt like I was I was giving them a, a reading, a prophecy, as it were, something that was going to happen to them. And then I remember lots of people that I'd give readings to would ring me back in, in a couple of months time later and they'd say, oh, my God, I did go over to Greece and I did see a dolphin and I met this lovely chap over there and we're in love and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So was it a coincidence? I don't know, but I really enjoyed tea leaf reading and I haven't done one for a while, so I might do you one actually. And then, of course, I moved on to the tarot cards. And as we know, recently did an episode about it. I discovered that I absolutely loved reading them and giving friends uh, readings. But my most recent divination tool is automatic handwriting. Now, it's something that I've done before and it went terribly, terribly wrong. And I know I've spoken about it on one of our previous podcasts. Um, I went into some sort of trance. I don't know what was happening, but my writing became very, very aggressive. And I remember waking up crying and didn't really remember much about it. So something was going on there. That was all tied in with my first dipping my toe into regression. And it wasn't a particularly pleasant experience. But recently, I've been practicing an awful lot of the automatic handwriting, which is, you know, I suppose part of divination. And I've discovered that I'm really enjoying it and that I'm getting some great information. Um, and I don't know what it is. I'm sort of closing my eyes and, and I'm letting my hand really relax on the paper. And then these words flash in front of my eyes my eyes are closed. And as the words are going in front of my eyes, my arm and my hand start moving on the paper. And there's no break in the writing. It's just all joined up writing and swirls. And it takes a lot. I kind of have a gist of what I'm writing because I'm seeing it in my mind's eye. And then 
as soon as I've written it, I'll look down and I've forgotten what was in my mind's eye. And then me and my friends have to <laughs> try and work out what it is that I, I've written. But I've come up with some amazing dates and some names and some advice. So it's really been um, very exciting. And the more that I do, the more information is coming out. And I'm really excited about it. And I do it once a week with the lovely Paul Wales, um, who you know. And I do it with Paul and Helen and Carl. And the more we do, and they're doing it as well, the more we're getting. So if you really fancy a very simple way of of divination, and you haven't got a pendulum, and you haven't got uh, any of the the rods, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit, just get a piece of paper. And whilst meditating, just relax, put the pen in your hand, and just see what comes and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. It's really very interesting. Now, I've also tried scrying in a scrying mirror. And again, I've had some good results with that. That's a bit freaky if you've never tried that before. And you can buy some really good scrying mirrors. But I always think the best ones to get, if you can get hold of them, they're very expensive, um, are the Victorian ones. Um, But Getting yourself into that wonderful, relaxed state, candles in the room, lovely um, you know, incense, you're very relaxed, perhaps just after meditation, and then stare into this scrying mirror. It's the same as reading a crystal ball and just seeing what images come to you. And with a scrying mirror, I remember, I, th- I think I freaked myself out because I actually watched my face change. I watched my face change. <laughs> I know you're going to laugh at this bit now. <laughs> Into an old wizened woman, like an old witch. And you're, I know you're going, oh, nothing, nothing changed there, Yvette. But honestly, it really freaked me out. I haven't tried it since. But if you fancy having a go, give it a go. But what doesn't work for one person, like scrying doesn't really, work for me. Like I say, I have had some good results, but it doesn't, I don't know, it didn't really sit right with me. And I think you can kind of open yourself up perhaps to not such pleasant images. And you know me, I'm prone to all sorts of things in my mind, especially when I go to bed. So I don't really want any wizened old women coming through. But like I say, you know, what doesn't work for one person can work for somebody else. So, So do give it a go. And then going back to the whole animal sacrifice... Now, as I said right at the beginning of the of the episode, you know, this has been used for I'd say thousands of years, really, not hundreds of years, thousands of years. I mean, for those of you who are huge Viking fans, how many of those episodes have we watched? And, you know, that they're sacrificing some some poor goat, you know, and ah oh, yes, the blood is flowed to the right, therefore you can go into battle. It's crazy, isn't it? But they lived their lives like that. The dowsing rods, I'm picking mine up here now. Now I've bought some dowsing rods off Amazon and I went for the copper ones. Now, you know me, I love copper. I think copper is a fantastic conductor of energy. So if you're going to use any sort of metal, um, copper, go for it. And also get the dowsing rods with the, they've got sort of tubes on the hand grip. So the you're not influencing the actual rod itself. So they're like little copper tubes, as it were. So as I'm sitting here with the dowsing rods, the first time I saw this done, honest to God, I couldn't help it. Like I say, I laughed because I could see the man. He was walking along um, and each step he was making was influencing 
the rods. So how could I possibly, and you know me, I try to look for the logical side of things before anything paranormal. And so I sort of poo-pooed them really. And if anybody came on a most haunted experience and I've got my dousing rods, I think, right, okay, as long as you stood completely still, then, you know, let's have a go. Anyway, so I decided to give it a go. Now you can hear the creaking. It's not my wooden leg. Um, It is in fact the dousing rod. So what you're supposed to do is concentrate, concentrate like you do with any kind of divination and Make sure that the bottom of your hands are not touching the bottom of the rod so that you're not influencing those rods in any way. And then put your elbows, lock them into your hips, as it were, so you're not actually, your arms aren't waving around. And then you are uh, pointing your rods straight out in front of you. And now I'm going to ask out loud now, Dad, I know you're here because you're always here with me. Can you make the rods Can you give me a yes? Give me the yes. Give me the yes, Dad, please. Give me the yes. Now I'm going to keep very quiet. And in my mind, I'm asking for yes. And there you go. They've actually opened up completely. So they are now at each rod is at 180 degrees, you know, on either side of me. And then I'm going to ask for, can you give me the no now, dad? Give me the no. Give me the no. And the rods are coming slightly in there. Yeah, right in, right in. And they've crossed each other. They've crossed each other right in front of me. Now I've done this several times and Carl and I have actually hidden items around the house. And we've gone around and I'm saying, right, dad, where is, I don't know, the bunch of car keys. And it will point in the direction where the keys are. And then I'll very quietly and carefully take a few steps in the direction where the rods are pointing. And then I'll ask another question, show me where the keys are and so on and so on and so on and following the rods. And every time we found the object. Now, I'm working the rods. I don't know where the keys are, but the rods are showing me where they are. So for me, after doing that experiment, I'm not saying it's a spirit doing it. All I'm saying is it's flipping weird because it works. And you have to look at, you know, dousing rods can be used for finding all sorts of metals, buried treasure, old coins, and of course, water. And these dousing rods were used, oh gosh, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but to the point where they were stopped being used. People daren't be seen with them in public to find a water source uh, because they were accused of being uh, witches. And if anybody discovered dousing rods in the house, oh my gosh, that was the end of you. So these things, whatever they are, however it works, I have to say, after doing my own experiments, it's blown my mind, blown my mind. So those are the dousing rods. I'll put those down now. And I always talk to my dad, as you know, I'm just having a sip of tea. 
it's thirsty work, you know, doing a little bit of divination. So going back to the animal sacrifice, were the Vikings, were these civilizations that lived thousands of years ago all over the world that were using animals and seers and people that could prophesize futures and the outcome and things like the weather? Shall I plant my crops then? Please tell me, you know, and they'd throw bones on the floor or they'd look into a, a precious piece of metal. Were they crazy? Or was there something to it? Are we the crazy ones for not believing in them, for sort of poo-pooing it and saying, what a load of old nonsense? After my uh, experiment with the dowsing rods and my tarot cards and mirrors and the Ouija boards, using astrology, I've had my uh, life um, map done for me. And it was incredible. It was so accurate. I do have a crystal ball and I've not actually um, used that yet, but I'm wanting to do that. And that's something perhaps uh, we can share together. In Taiwan, a common act of divination is called the Po, which translates to moon boards. Now, I've never seen these. Perhaps I should uh, have a look and see if I can get them. Now, these were two wooden blocks cut into the shape of a crescent moon, and both crescents were raised to the forehead level and then dropped to the floor. If both sides fall flat side up or both fall rounded side up, that can be seen as failure. And then chickens, I don't know in what capacity, (laughs) were used in 19th century Russia. I presume, I don't know, they were slaughtered or uh, used as a sacrifice. And of course, I keep mentioning the pendulum. Now, just to describe, for those of you who've never used or seen a pendulum work before, as I say, when I first saw it, I laugh my ass off if truth be told but this is typically a rock or a crystal that hangs on the end of a string or a chain and this is used as a way of gaining both spiritual and material insight now traditionally like the dowsing rods pendulums were used to locate hidden water minerals and other hidden objects beneath the ground now some believe that this works by connecting us to the unconscious mind which controls the nerve endings in our fingers causing the pendulum to swing in response In other words, our body is outwardly expressing our inner knowledge. But you see, with my experiment with the dowsing rods and Carl hiding the keys and me not knowing where they were, but the dowsing rods find them, that knocks that theory on the head, doesn't it? So it's weird because this is what I thought was happening when I watched people use the pendulum. um, Until I decided to use it to talk to my own dad. I sat there and concentrated, willing the crystal not to move because when I first saw it, as I said, and this lady was doing it, I could see her hand was obviously manipulating the chain and making the pendulum move. So how could I believe that? I couldn't. So I sat there and I concentrated, I mean, I mean, for a long time, and I put How I do it is I put one hand, say, for instance, on the top of a table, flatter, I'm doing it now, um, flat, facing, palm facing upwards, okay? And then I hold and with, I put my elbow onto the the table in the other, the other hand, my elbow on the table, and then I hold the chain and the crystal hangs above the open palm of the other hand, you see. So I was... I was sitting for a good 20 minutes and I could actually see the crystal pulsing and vibrating because it was connected to me. It was connected to my blood flow, my heart, everything. 
And I deliberately sat there and thought, right, go on, then move, move in a circle, move in a circle, move in a circle. And it didn't do anything, didn't do anything because I was deliberately waiting to see if the natural, my natural heartbeat, my natural blood flow going through my fingertips to the chain would make the crystal move in a clockwise or anti-clockwise direction or in straight lines swinging back and forth. But nothing happened. It just vibrated. I asked a question and watched the crystal begin to swing. I tried everything I could do to stop it with my mind. I wanted to prove that it was a load of old rubbish, but I have to say I couldn't. And recently, during a most haunted experience, I bought out my pendulum and decided to hold it over a Ouija board. Now, I have to say, this was just a quartz crystal, quite a long one, on a silver chain. And I was told... Um, by my dad, he was tapping messages out to me, wear this all the time, wear this all the time. And that's the thing with a pendulum, have it on your person, either in your pocket or around your neck. It needs to be within your aura. It needs to be yours. It, it really, really does. There's no point just picking up a friend's and going, oh, give it to me, I'll give it. You won't get a good result. So I had this pendulum on me uh, as, as a necklace for a very, very long time. And uh, as I say, on a recent Most Haunted Experience, I brought it out the pendulum and decided to hold it over a Ouija board. Now, it wasn't long. It was during tea break, which made me giggle, really. Everybody was having a cup of tea and a bicky. And, um, and I just sat there with this pendulum over the Ouija board. And we all started asking questions, me and the team. And I closed my eyes as well as the team asked out questions to the spirits. And then um, members of the public were coming towards the board and they too were asking questions. And in the end, we got a date and we got information from the pendulum swinging over to letters and numbers that five monks had um, been burned at the stake and they gave the year, I've forgotten off the top of my head what it was, but it was the 1600s. And it was absolutely incredible and fascinating that that pendulum was giving out so much information and I kept my eyes closed all the time. So I couldn't see... I wasn't influencing it, if you see what I mean. It's so important to me that we don't influence any of these um, divination methods. Now, Mary, my daughter, she was also with me on this particular night and she was using the dowsing rods and she was on the other, at the other end of the room and she kept saying, show me where the crystal is. And she walked around me in a circle and everywhere she went, the, the rods kept pointing to the crystal, which she absolutely adored. She was just like, I can't, I'm not even moving, I'm not moving and it's moving all on it. It freaked her out a little bit, to be fair. Mum's The Word is a brand new parenting podcast hosted by me, Ashley James. Pregnancy, piles and all the other problems that come with parenting, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Join me each week on my journey through motherhood as we celebrate the amazing highs as well as the lows. As it's my first time, we'll have celebrities, experts and hopefully you guys too who will help me figure out what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search Mum's The Word. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Now, as you know, I often ask my dad to come to me, and he does. And I tell him I love him, and he responds with a code that we've made up. So, for instance, with the knocking and the tapping, he knocks out several knocks in a certain way, and I know that it's him. I also ask him to move the pendulum in a certain way, certain rotations, one after the other, and so on, so I know it's him. If I'm unsure of something, I will ask him to offer advice, which he does. I use the pendulum when Carl is not with me or we're not in our seance shed. If you don't know, Carl built us a seance shed in the garden. So basically, it's an old stable and we padded it out uh, in wood. Uh, It's just panelled in wood everywhere because wood is a fantastic conductor um, for the spirits to come through and do the knocking and the tapping. So... 
if Carl isn't with me in the shed, <laughs> as my dad seemingly can only knock uh, when me and Carl are together, our energy combined is what my dad needs to talk. So this is this is what's so frustrating. I used to be able to talk to my dad on my own, but the knocking got so bad. I'm not joking. I used to get it in the bed. It used to wake me up in the bed. Uh, I would be in the shower and I would feel it underneath my feet. And it got so much that it began to scare me. I'll never forget the time I was. I would have a bath and I'd put my head under the water and the knocking would start. And honestly, the times I used to say to Carl and to, to Mary, come in here and shove your head under the water. Can you hear the knocking? And I'd say, oh my God, it's underwater. And so I began this, this whole journey into using water during a seance, which I think we did do on a few live shows. So if you ever think, what's she using a bucket of water for? That's where it came from. So it it got so much, this knocking and rapping, they actually scared me. So I asked my dad if he could come and talk to me when I'm with Carl. But now with the pendulum, he can come and talk to me when I'm on my own. So I am at the moment trying to come up with an invention where the pendulum can spell out letters quickly to form words and sentences. Now, I've tried a few things, but it's really, it's not right yet. But I'll get there. And when I do, you will be the first to know. So I thought now would be a good idea for me to use my little pendulum. And I have it here. It's a beautiful quartz crystal. And it's on a, on quite a short chain. And I'm going to ask Molly, our producer, if she would like to ask some questions. Um, are you there, Molly? Are you ready with your questions? I am. I'm ready for my questions. As described earlier, one hand flat, my left hand flat on the top of a table. The palm is open. My other hand, I well, my arm, uh, my right arm, the elbow is on the table and my hand is rise, is risen uh, upright and I am holding in my thumb and first finger a chain and I've let the pendulum drop down and it's literally about three or four inches above the palm, my palm on my other hand. Does that make sense, Molly? <laughs> yes, I can okay. picture it. I can you can picture it. it. Okay, so let me just ask now. See, at the moment, it's just vibrating with my heartbeat. Dad, can you just give me a yes? Hello, Dad, I love you so much. Just give me a yes. Give me a yes, Dad. And we're off, and it's moving in a clockwise direction to me. Thank you, Dad. Can you give me the no? Give me the no. Give me the no, please. And we're switching. Stop moving and we're going in an anti-clockwise direction straight away to me. Right then, Molly asks a question. Molly's asking questions, Dad. Okay. Right, my first question I have been given some plants by my nan and hers have fruited already, but mine look, look like they're never going to. Will my plants bear fruit? Will Molly's plant bear fruit, Dad? I can hear my dad laughing now, going, how the freaking hell would I know? Will Molly's, <laughs> will Molly's plant bear fruit? And we have a no. Oh, we have a no. I've had now, enough of this now. <laughs> now. Yeah. Now, but you see, but my dad has a wicked sense of humour. 
So, I mean, it's going really big here. Dad, are you, are you having a laugh, Dad? We're changing, changing direction. And we're swinging from right to left. Come on. And we've gone in a clockwise direction. So he is having a laugh. <laughs> there you go. That's my dad's. Remember, this is the same man that said to my mum, tapped out, nice tits. So, you know, you're dealing with someone with a, <laughs> with a wicked sense of humour here. <laughs> Okay, ask another question. Um, I've always wanted to live somewhere with a nice balcony. Will that happen? Is my other question. Will Molly live somewhere with a nice balcony? Oh, yes, that's yes straight away and a nice big one too. Yes. Swinging really wide. Oh, that's good. Spot on. No fruit, but at least I've got yes. a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big positive yes there. My last one is more, um, is anyone looking over me at the minute? More specifically, it's a silly one, is my dog. Is my dog still following me around? Um, yeah, got a big yes. Ah, oh, big, big yes. Oh. And I think that that's all the questions. You I shouldn't have. even have to ask that final question. You know that you're being looked after yeah. and looked over. And and dogs, animals, cats, all sorts of animals, they're in the spirit world. Honestly, they are around us. They never leave. They're wonderful. They're with us all the time. My little heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your little heart. I always think because I'm so far away from home. And if he only knows that house, how yeah. does he know where I am? sort of thing but it's nice to know that he does because you're thinking about it and yeah isn't isn't it because you're thinking of it we all think in a very linear <laughs> very analytical way yeah and it's not like that at all it's it's you it's your spirit it's your aura it's it's who you are and he is connected to you that spirit in he'll always be with you oh. I've got, I've got, when I pass over, I've got five dogs and like six horses that are going to grieve. It's a whole menagerie, oh a menagerie waiting for me. Okay, so thank you, Molly. So now you've heard my story and how I feel about the pendulum. Um, and I've shown you how to use the pendulum. I'll just remind you, it's always important to get yourself in the right frame of mind. So because I've been doing it so, so long and so, you know, me and my dad have this amazing connection. Um, just try and you know our lovely guest Paul he's become a regular now hasn't he always remind yourself of Paul and his breathing so try and do a few deep breaths and then ground yourself always sort of you know keep those feet on the ground relax take deep breaths try and center yourself and ask for guidance ask for support from perhaps loved ones that have gone over or if you haven't had anybody that's gone over then just ask your guides because we all have somebody you might not know them in this life but you're certainly you have met these people and you'll see them again when you go over so they're there for you to guide you and support you but ask some questions in order to determine what means yes no uh, perhaps even a maybe or don't know like I did, you know, give me your yes, give me your no, uh, and give me your maybe, which I didn't do with my dad, but give me your maybe. That's quite an important one, actually. Then start to ask your pendulum questions, and it can become great fun. Well, Sarah got in touch with us this week with her experience using the human pendulum technique during an event with her local ghost hunting group. Hi, Yvette. 
After listening to a recent Paranormal Activity podcast in which you told us, your avid listeners, about your experience with using the pendulum technique, I thought I must tell you about my sons and my own experience with using this technique too. Myself, my son, his girlfriend and my sister were taking part in a paranormal event organised by a local ghost hunting group one cold and blustery evening in March, just before the first lockdown. We were investigating an old military fort along with about 30 or so other fellow ghost hunters, none of whom we had ever met before. We were split into two smaller groups and each group was sent off to investigate different parts of the fort. Our group was taken off by one of the organisers into a large windowless room. I think at one point it had been used as an ammo store during World War II. The room had whitewashed walls and a very old stone floor with just a large open doorway in which to enter or exit the room. The room was dark, apart from gentle glow coming from some security lights. The room seemed quiet, the atmosphere felt calm, and the temperature was cool. The group was asked to join hands and stand in a circle. Various members of our group then volunteered to stand in the middle of the circle while the organiser helped and guided the session. At first event, I was like you and was a bit sceptical about using this particular method of communicating with the spirits, as we didn't seem to be getting all that much information coming through. That was until my own son stepped forward to volunteer to be a human pendulum. Well, it all started off very benignly, with the group asking out basic questions like, Are you a male? No, came the response as my son leaned backwards. Did you used to work in this place? Again, no, came the response. After a few more questions, we had managed to establish that the person communicating with us was a young female, but we were puzzled because she was not connected to the building or the area. Then our organiser, who I'm sure was psychic, asked if the young woman had a personal connection to anyone in the room. My son leant forward, the response for yes. At this point, there were some nervous glancings being passed amongst the members of our group. The young woman was then asked to use my son to lean him in the direction of who that person was she had a connection to. To my shock, my son leant forward in the direction of his girlfriend, who was standing holding my hand right next to me. We asked my son's girlfriend if she was okay for the group to continue asking the spirit questions. She gave her permission to continue. We then went round the circle, calling out letters of the alphabet, to try and establish the spirit's first name. We had only got as far as the letter D when a member of the group shouted out a girl's name. We asked the spirit if this was correct. Yes, came back response, as once again my son leant forward. We then asked my son's girlfriend if the name meant anything to her. She confirmed that it did. She was this by this point looking shocked, and I could feel her hand beginning to shake as I held it tightly in my own. At this point, our organiser took over the communication with his spirit, as the spirit wanted to pass on a message to her friend. Unfortunately, the young woman in question had passed away recently and under sad circumstances. The message that came through was that she wanted to let her friend know that she was safe and happy, and for her not to be sad. Our psychic organiser went on to relay further pertinent details to my son's girlfriend concerning the young woman's passing. We decided to stop the session at this point because of the very personal nature of the situation. 
Oh my God, Yvette, we were absolutely gobsmacked, shaken and shocked by the whole experience. The organiser came up to us privately afterwards and said that they had used the human pendulum technique numerous times before, but had never had a personal message come through during any of their previous investigations. My son's girlfriend had come along to the event as an open-minded sceptic of anything paranormal. She thought that her boyfriend was winding her up when he leant forward and said that the spirit was connected to her, but she was truly shocked when a complete stranger came out with her name of her friend. Her friend's first name was not a common girl's name, so this proved that the spirit's connection to her was real. What was even more compelling was the fact that the organiser was able to tell her personal details about her friend that no one else knew but her. It was an evening that none of us will ever forget, and I, for one, will be less sceptical about using this technique from now on. Keep up the fab paranormal podcast, event. We love them. Best wishes, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. It's an odd one, isn't it, the human pendulum? Unless you have a go at a human pendulum yourself, you will be dubious and cynical. Human interaction with our conscious and subconscious mind can affect the outcome. So if you can 100% cause your mind to go completely blank and really embrace the technique, then give it a go. And hopefully you can have an experience like Sarah's son. And for those of you who don't know what a human pendulum is, uh, I know we've talked about it on a previous episode, but just very quickly, again, the first time I saw this, I couldn't help it. I did secretly snigger under my scarf because it was a very cold um, place we were uh, investigating. But I remember a big group of ghost hunters were all stood in a circle, all holding hands. And then three people were stood in the middle of this circle. Um, and one person had their eyes closed. And the other two people were, one was standing at the person in the middle's back and the other one was standing uh facing their front and they asked the spirits please could you manipulate this person her body to move forward for yes and backwards for no and the two people on you know on either side of the person were there to catch well I thought it was the biggest load of rubbish I'd ever seen in my life honestly I laughed my ass off under my scarf I just thought this is ridiculous this is absolutely ridiculous of course, people are going to be going, oh, God, I feel a bit embarrassed here. I'm going to move. Yes, I'm going to fall forward. Oh, no, I feel no. Oh, no, I'm going to go back. It Honestly, I, I never thought I'd, I'd, I thought all the skeptics out there, the scientists will just have a field day with this until I tried it myself. <laughs> then I didn't laugh. Wow, what an experience. It was incredible. And I think... Like I say, you've got to really embrace it, go into something, 100% believing that this could actually be real. And I did. I sort of went into this meditative state, really relaxed. And I remember seeing this sort of, feeling this, I don't know, this wonderful feeling of calm and peace come over me. And then the weirdest thing was I felt my body being pushed and pulled. And I had no explanation for it. I, I I was not in charge of my body. It was incredible, absolutely incredible. And I remember it, it took a while for me to come out of this state and some very good information was coming out, not just from my session, but 
other sessions as well where people have gone into it and and come out with information to do with the location that they were in. People that have lived there, they were coming out with names, dates and so on. Obviously, you've got to ask the question, you know, is your name John? And the person had fall forward for John. Is your, you know, and it, it was incredible and very, very interesting. So again, I I sort of feel like a barometer, really. I, I look at different techniques and the first time I see them, sometimes, as I've already described to you, I fall about laughing. And then I think, well, who the hell am I? Who the hell am I to laugh? Give it a go first. And that's what I say to you. Before you make any snap judgments, before you laugh, give it a go. Um, and then then see if you laugh. I have to say, I certainly I certainly don't laugh at the human pendulum now. Well, as you know, on Most Haunted, we've had people being pushed, dragged and pulled by unseen ghostly hands. So why not? Here's another thought. Why can't a spirit manipulate your body to sway one way, then the other? But as with all these things we're talking about, it's all about belief and energy. If you want to start learning how to use divination, then do it, but believe in it. Now, I've got some homework for you. Are you listening? I want you to get a pendulum and I want you to start using it. Then I want you to let me know of your progress. After you've mastered that, then we'll move on to something else, perhaps the rods or the crystal ball, anything. Give me your suggestions. So we'll see for now how you get on, um, but get that pendulum and start twirling. Get in touch yourselves with any paranormal stories that you've had. And if you have ever used a pendulum and had a response, let us know. Details on how you can get in touch are at the end of the episode. Now, let's take a moment for ourselves and put the focus on breathing with our friend, Paul Wales. Today, we're learning how to be more aware of our breath. Become aware of your breath. You breathe 24,000 times a day. And how many of these breaths are you aware of? Probably only when you're out of breath and you're trying to gasp for air. The truth is, your breath has much to give you. Relaxation, reduction in stress, altering the body's chemistry, reducing inflammation, and the list goes on and on. So become aware of your breath is the first step to having control of it and it not having control of you. So, softly close your eyes. Breathe in through your nose and out through your nose. In through your nose and out through your nose. Continue this in and this out. Now ask yourself, can I feel the air coming in and out through my nostrils? Is the temperature different on the in than on the out? Really feel into each breath. Is the air drier on the in than the out? And can you hear the air coming in and out of your nostrils? Do I feel my chest moving up and down? Up and down as I breathe in and out. Now put one hand on your tummy and feel the tummy expand as you breathe in and contract as you breathe out. Expand as you breathe in and contract as you breathe out. However big or small this movement is, it does not matter. 
There is movement in your abdomen. This is so important. Feel the expansion of the breath now, on the in and the out, compared to the breath of the chest. Has the breath of my tummy made each breath longer, softer and more calming? Now you're aware of the action of the breath. You can start to explore the many levels of empowerment held within each and every one. Now you have a decision to make. With your awareness, I can change my breath and so create a calmer and more peaceful day ahead. Just remember, Paul says, just breathe. Thank you for listening so much to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their visitation stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories at paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com or we are on WhatsApp. Please don't be shy. You never know. I might pick up the phone. The number is 075-999-27537. That's 075-999-27537. And we are on Instagram and the handle is at Paranormal Activity Pod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, stay safe, get twirling and remember, things aren't always as they seem. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.